Now I'm going to have a crack at some Italian pronunciation here. Elbows, that's okay, not a problem with that. Shelbos, I can do that. Spirali, linguini, uh, penne, tortelloni. Well, it's pasta, folks. Uh, and the question on everyone's lips, it's not how to make the tomato sauce, but... Does the shape of your pasta matter? Well, our guest is chef and teacher Nicola Gaglione from Nicola's Cafe and Lunch Barts in Bullcott Street in Wellington. She was born in Italy. Uh, she moved to New Zealand nearly a decade ago, and she joins us now. Evening, Nicola. Evening. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Lovely to have you here. Have you eaten a lot of pasta in your lifetime? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, let me think about that. Yeah, definitely a lot. It's just three ingredients, am I right? Uh, yeah, even two sometimes. It's very basic. What are they? So is flour, water and eggs if you want or if you don't want to use it. But yeah. And what's the one that you don't have when there's just two? Oh, you don't have eggs. Oh, just flour and water. Right. Yeah. So how many different pasta shapes are there? Many. So I read somewhere that there is up to 300 shapes. Can you believe it? Wow. <laughs> Why are there so many different shapes of pasta? So the rules want that um, you divide into category. There is a short and long pasta. Usually for the short pasta, you use a rich and dense sauce, like beef bolognese, for example. And for a long, and for long pasta, I mean spaghetti, fettuccine, etc. you have to add a little category. One is a smooth, long pasta, like spaghetti or bucatini, and is good with the tomato or shellfish sauce, so some smooth sauce as well. Or you can have a, um, some pappardelle or fettuccine. There is a little bit rough uh, drum flour um, pasta, kind of pasta. Durham, and, yes. Uh, yeah, and you can use that with uh, some lamb ragu or puccini mushroom or something like that. Well, why does the shape of the pasta matter, though? What difference is it making to the taste? Um, it's no more about the taste. Yeah, it's a little bit about the taste, too, because when you make it, uh, you have to think that every shape of pasta, or at least the first shape of pasta that have been invented have been invented for a particular sauce so of course when we are at home it's more like you just look what you have in the fridge what you have in the cabinet and you just make up a dinner but technically each shape of pasta have a particular sauce to match with um have a look for example the penne the penne the penne pasta have hole in the middle that's a, little, that's so a tube that's the tube. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yep. And so this is made to let the sauce go in. So that's what I mentioned before, like uh, um, beef bolognese sauce or something like that. They can help the, the sauce could go inside. So when you when you eat the pasta, the sauce is inside the pasta. And same with the fusilli, there is the spiral. Again, the shape help the sauce to be um, to go inside the pasta. So, yeah, that's why you have to match some particular shape with a particular sauce. I see. Spirelli, is that how you said it? That's when they're spirals, obviously. 
Yeah, exactly. I understand. Uh, what about las- lasagna then? Why is that in a flat sheet? So lasagna is, uh, um, we use the lasagna to make, so the lasagna is the, made, the, the name of the, the pasta sheet. And because we use this pasta sheet to make uh, the dish with the meat and beef bechamel and uh, the white bechamel sauce, etc., that dish got the name of lasagna. Uh, but lasagna itself is just the name of uh, of the pasta or the pasta sheet. But is the flavour different, or not the flavour? Is how you're eating lasagna because it's in layers? Does is that is that why you put one layer as I don't even know how to make lasagna? Is it meat and then tomato <laughs> sauce? And then so the good things about lasagna is uh, that you can pretty much put a, a little bit of everything so um a lot of places use the lasagna um like in the family you have to think that those all these recipes they been created from someone at home before became popular and being the restaurant so we talk about something very very um uh, antique if you let me use these yes. like is uh, um is antique pasta and the tradition and so now we put like beef bolognese lasagna, but before it used to be like pretty much whatever you have available and you put in the lasagna. So we have uh, where I come from uh, in Liguria um, is popular for pesto. So we have our lasagna and we put pesto sauce in it. Um, of course, uh, in, in Emilia Romagna, in Tuscany, they have like popular for beef bolognese and they put the beef bolognese in. Um, in South, uh, on the South Italy, you can have some shellfish um, with fish sauce, etc., lasagna. So it's a little bit whatever was available. Um, but one thing they all have in common is the white, the white uh, um, bechamel sauce. That ah. is probably, you know, make a little more juicy, a little more rich and yummy. And of course, um, Parmesan. Delicious. Probably not for the fish one but yeah the other one definitely so there is not really one way to make lasagna when i see here and people say oh i won't tell you which recipes i use because you will be no agree with that it's actually i do my grandmother used to put eggs like boiled egg in the lasagna and ham as well it was delicious (laughs) used to put what boil a bag egg boiled egg Boiled like egg. Yeah. <laughs> boiled egg, okay. That does yeah, sound unusual. Egg. Yeah, but it was delicious. I yeah, I promise. And ham as well. A lot of people won't eat pasta because it's fattening, you know, with creamy sauces and cheese. So is it a is it a special treat or can you eat it every night if you just eat a little bit of it? We don't don't just eat every night. We eat every lunch and every night so <laughs> <laughs> we eat all the time um as we said there is so many shapes so many uh different sauces so there um you don't need to have a navy sauce with your pasta like you can even have just a little bit of fresh tomato and garlic it doesn't need to be cream and uh, you know mushrooms and chicken well yeah, chicken is not very popular in Italy. Put chicken in the pasta, but it's something light, and and of course also the quantity. So you have a little bit because I don't know if you are familiar with, but um, we have most of our 
main is a little bit of entree, a little bit of pasta, maybe a second dish and a little bit of fruit or something like that. Of course, not every day and every meal, but most of them. So pasta is just a little bit. I see. It's like da- your daily bread, really. Uh, the flour and, flour and water and egg, isn't it? It's, it's a substitute <laughs> for bread. Well, no, we actually eat bread with pasta. As well, right. <laughs> yeah. And you use the bread just to clean the plate with all the sauce. Oh, stop it. it. Sounds so delicious. We call it carpetta. That's the name of what we do. Carpetta. Scarpetta, like Scarpetta. tiny shoes. Ah, yeah. Tiny shoes. Yeah, I don't know why they're scarlet like that, but this is like the movement. Probably it's because the way you put your hand when you grab the piece of bread just to clean your plate. Um, yeah, I don't know why they call it scarpetta, but that's the way they do. And so, yeah, there is always bread on Italian table. Always. You've got some lovely reviews for your pasta. The pesto sauce with potatoes and green beans was described as heavenly. I bet it was. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. And what do guests ask for most at Nicola's, at your cafe? So at my cafe, I sell my, um, so every day I have a pasta dish. And so most of the time is some of the handmade pasta that I do. So I make different um, ravioli with, uh, so ravioli is the square fillet pasta. And uh, I have like from ricotta and spinach to monkfish and prawns or like a vegetarian option and meat option and so yeah this is what I sell regularly otherwise there is a soup or I sell pie so I think I I can't have like a a cafe in New Zealand without a pie so yeah pie is (laughs) a big sell. (laughs) What's on the lunch menu tomorrow what what's the pasta tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow's going to be some ricotta and spinach ravioli that I made today. Oh, I'm so envious that uh, for the people in Wellington who can come to lunch tomorrow. It sounds so lovely. Oh, thank you. And when you think about your own pasta recipes that you make, who was it in your family that taught you how to make pasta? It was my grandmother. Um, I have beautiful memory with her. Um, she passed away there. I was um, 13 and uh, we started making pasta together. There. I was like four and a half. I always have passion for cooking. And uh, every time someone in my family uh, was in the kitchen, I'm really lucky that I come from a family where everybody loved cooking. And, uh, and so, yeah, every time someone was in the kitchen, I was always curious and going to ask. And my grandmother used to make a lot of pasta. Um, and so, yeah, I was always in the kitchen and asking. And she taught me how to make gnocchi when I was four and a half years old. And this is still uh, um, the dish I prefer most. Gee, what was her name, Nicola? Uh, her name was Michaela, but everybody knew her as Alina. Alina. Lina. 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 Nonna Lina. So nonna, it makes grandmother in Italian. And so was uh, uh, nonna Lina. Nonna Lina. Nonna Lina, yes. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for making us all feel very hungry. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should come to see me when you uh, will travel to Wellington, if you will. Um, Yeah, come to say hello. Absolutely. Lovely, love to. Thank you so much, Nicola. It's been great talking to you. 
Oh, thank you so much. It's a great invitation, isn't it, uh, to go to lunch at Nicola's Cafe and Lunch Bar in Wellington. That's Nicola Gilioni, uh, 